Mr. Beast and the head of product management of Discovery on YouTube, Mr. Todd Bupro, discussed recently everything that us creators need to understand about the YouTube algorithm. We're going to go over everything step by step. My reaction, we're going to watch together. I've only seen this like once, maybe if that, you know, I was so inspired by it. I felt I had to bring it to you. So if you have any questions about the YouTube algorithm at all, if you even understand remotely how important it is to build your presence on YouTube, this is the show for you. I guarantee, I don't hardly ever do this, I guarantee you're never ever going to have any questions about the YouTube algorithm again after this. Come on back. Welcome, everybody, to the Creator Economy live stream podcast show. I see a lot of great people here. It's so awesome to have you already. Our new time that we're streaming at, we usually go an hour earlier, but today we've gone ahead a little bit later, an hour uh, after, and I actually kind of like this time. Let me know in the comments if this time zone fits for you, I'd love to hear from you. Podcast listeners, replay viewers, I would love to hear from you. We're going to jump right into this. I'm so excited about this. So make sure you come on in. Make sure you smash that smash button, a.k.a. the thumbs up button, because there's nothing like YouTube. Yes, TikTok has amazing reach. Yes, LinkedIn has amazing reach. Yes, even Facebook now is getting some organic reach, especially with Reels. We've been talking about that. But YouTube has the amazing power of Google, the amazing power of search, the amazing power of being the number one video platform on planet Earth. And I would go as far as to say they are probably the most creator-friendly as of now. As of this recording... I believe they are the most creator-friendly platform out there. And so any of you out there understand, I am your host, by the way, Professor Nez, content creator, business owner, actual business communications professor, your ultimate professor and ambassador to the creator economy. Um, this show is all about helping you monetize your skills, creativity, and experience in what I call the greatest invention since the wheel the greatest invention since the automobile, since the shower, since the iPhone, the creator economy, your ability to actually sustain yourself, make a living creating real impact, doing something that gets you electrified to jump out of bed every day. The creator economy is not this blasé, strange, esoteric concept. It is very real. I am living proof. And every single show, we talk about all the numerous ways and all the different methodologies and all the new features. This is your one-stop one shop. So I would highly recommend replay viewers, podcast listeners, live viewers, I'm going to get to you right now. Make sure if you're interested in making Monet, who's interested in making Monet, give me a hashtag me in the comments right now. If you're interested in making some serious Monet, no BS, no coconuts and yachts. Become an insider right now at ProfessorNez.com. 
forward slash insider in the pinned comment. It's our free creator economy newsletter, number one creator economy newsletter. You get all the latest, all the greatest. When we come out with new live streams, new shows, new giveaways, new prizes. I want to give a big shout out to Walter got here early. Construction cronies, man, I miss you, dude. How are you, CK? It's great to see you. Welcome to the house. We got so many great people here. Imad, Brian, great to see you. Shards of Gaming, great to see you. Dylan over on LinkedIn, great to see you. Uh, thank you, Dylan, for being here. Uh-oh, Grow With Angie's here, is here. Lewis is here, fantastic. Angie, how in the world are you? Great to see you. Angie is growing like crazy. She's doing phenomenal. Uh, love to see you guys here. So we're going to jump right into it. We're going to screen share the ever-elusive People get this confused all the time. If you know anybody who has any questions, any confusion at all about the YouTube algorithm, this is your show. You don't have to go anywhere else. I guarantee it. You're going to get all your questions answered. Mr. Beast, who is arguably the greatest content creator on planet Earth, just passed 100 million subscribers. And if you weren't at VidCon this past July in Southern California, my neck of the woods, um, then you probably are going to really want to check this out. But if you're a creator, if you're somebody looking to build your presence with video, somebody looking to build your thought leadership, somebody looking to build your personal brand, somebody looking to grow their video uh, power, really, this is your show. So I would I would love it if you could share this out because we want to get all the great content creators over here, all the people who are working their butts off to build their presence in the creator economy. And I would love it if you could smash that thumbs up. I totally get it, CK. Dole Whip Dad is here. Yes. How you doing, brother? Good to see you. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's really funny that you say this. I'm going to leave this comment up here. Dole Whip Dad says, the shower, I'm going to have to go with the shower as the greatest. I, I don't know how human beings survived before running water. I think I would have definitely, I was born in the right time. If I was born in the era pre-running water, I think the shower, there is nothing more refreshing. There is nothing more soothing. There is nothing more renewing. I don't know what it is. Just taking a really, really good shower is everything. Baths, too, are awesome. I love jacuzzis. Um, it's everything to me. I mean, it's my, it's my ultimate therapist. I do some of my best thinking in the shower. Are you with me on that? Let me know in the comments if you do some of your best thinking. CK, I totally get it. Yep, I totally get it, man. It's just, that's what it is, man. Hey, Nano's in the house. It's good to see you, though, CK. I'm glad, glad you're here. I really, really am glad that you're here. If I missed anybody, I apologize. Come on in, share this out. Okay. So like I said, we're going to screen share. Okay. And I'm going to show you. So if you don't know who Todd is, Todd has done a ton of keynotes. He's been at a lot of video conferences. Um, <laughs> I love it. Hashtag think in the shower. I love it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Good for you, CK Shards. I love it. New hashtag. Let's get it trending. How <laughs> Walter says, I do my best singing there. Love it, Walter. It's good to see you. Walter passed 100,000 subscribers. You see, when you come to 
the Nez Nation Live. Dealcasters is here. I saw Dealcasters here earlier. Good to see you, Dealcasters. Holy macadamia nut. I, qu- I can't forget Dealcasters, the greatest Amazon Live show on planet Earth, helping people with Amazon Video, Shoppable Video, and Amazon Live. Love you guys. They have literally helped my wife and I create a brand new revenue stream, literally a brand new business. We're going to talk more. We're going to have those guys on again. So big shout out to you, Chris and Jim from Dealcasters Live. Um, yeah, Walter just passed up. See, when you come to a Nez Nation live stream, when you come to the Creator Economy live stream podcast, you don't just get me, who's been doing this since 1555. That's a long time, y'all. But you get all these amazing professionals, executives, content creators, podcasters, live streamers. This is the greatest show on planet Earth. What's better on a Sunday... What's better than re- listening to this on the podcast? What's a better way to, to enjoy your commute, enjoy your time at the gym, walking your dog? I love listening to podcasts when I walk my dog blue um, than learning how to make real money in this crazy economy that is going in the toilet faster than, than I can say, holy macadamia nut. We're going to be entering a major recession. I don't want to scare anybody, but I almost feel like this show, I have to be real, this show is even more prescient even more important with what's happening right now okay so if you don't know who todd is so todd and mr beast gave this keynote we're gonna listen in we're gonna dissect and we're gonna respond this is my reaction to this and i'm gonna start with todd because todd uh is gonna just i want i want you to kind of know a little bit about who this guy is he is an extremely extremely important employee at uh youtube and so i don't mess this up let's just have him so mr beast asks him what do you do over at uh over at youtube so listen to this really quickly and then we'll and then we'll respond this is going to be the best show on planet earth having to do with the one thing that can enable us to make money on youtube this thing called the algorithm i i leave let me know if you can hear that product team and you know i go to a lot of meetings all day but what i'm really doing is trying to help make YouTube products better for viewers. So I'm really focused on helping each viewer open up the YouTube app and find a video that they're just going to love watching and make them want to keep coming back to YouTube. The way I do that is I work with a bunch of like product designers to figure out how can we make the interface more fun to use, uh, make it easier to find videos, work with a lot of machine learning engineers who are working on like pretty high tech. These people have PhDs that are... uh, in machine learning that that can process yeah. data and uh but ultimately it comes down to recommending the right video to the right viewer which is perfect because uh let's start with the fun one uh how does okay so before he gets to that question really quickly a lot of people don't realize this but there's a there's probably the majority of views that come from youtube TikTok, it's like 99 percent is recommendations but the majority of views okay that come from YouTube, about 75 to 80% of views, which as a content creator, as a business owner, I mean, if you're a real estate agent, uh, if you're somebody who's starting out a new small business, maybe you're starting in a brand new niche, or maybe you're struggling to get that growth and you're wondering to yourself, why am I not getting views? Because views lead to customers, lead to clients. Views lead to money. Views lead to AdSense revenue. Views help your channel grow. Views help YouTube decide whether or not this is something. It's not about subscribers. 
subscribers is not the metric. Now, I'm not the <laughs> I'm not the kind of person because I'm about to hit 19,000 subscribers on this channel. Can I get a hashtag all men in the chat? We're almost at 19,000, y'all, on our way to 20, on our way to 50, and then 100K getting that silver play button. This is only one of multiple channels that I run. Super, super exciting. Uh, thank you so much, CK. <laughs> okay, thank you, Shards. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Angie says, I do my best thinking during a 30-minute uh, uh, power nap. Love it, Angie. Absolutely love it. Thank you. Mr. Skydweller in the house. Good to see you. Hit that thumbs up coming in. So the majority of views come from YouTube recommending content to viewers. And if you heard what Todd just said there, it's not about throwing uh, videos, you know, or finding viewers for videos. Actually, the reverse is true. Finding the right video for the right viewer, right? And so it's not like you're going to post... And YouTube's just going to go like, okay, let's go find some people to watch, you know, Angie's video or CK's video or Walter's video. No, 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 no. This is where the algorithm comes in. You heard what he said about artificial intelligence, AI. It's very, very complex. It's extremely complex. But we're going to simplify everything right now. So let's go back to, um, let's go back to this right here. How does the recommendation algorithm work? Okay, here we go. All right. So this question right here, Mr. Beast asks the first question to Todd, who, I mean, uh, just to really even further simplify it, Todd is literally one of the head honchos when it comes to our videos getting reach, our videos being discovered by the right viewer. So it's a huge team, the product management team of recommendations and discovery, but he's like one of the head dogs, if not the head dog. And so the first question, the first question, and this is why this is so important, from Mr. Beast, arguably the greatest content creator on planet Earth, is how does the YouTube algorithm, recommendations algorithm work? Let me, let me take that back a second, just so we can hear that again. Process yeah. data, and, uh, but ultimately it comes down to recommending the right video to the right viewer. Which is perfect, because uh, let's start with the fun one. Uh, how does the recommendation algorithm work? All right. Well, Here, everyone get comfortable. Listen to this. It's probably going to be a long answer. The, the secret is there's actually a bunch of monkeys in this room. Yeah. <laughs> is that why a, a monkey pops up when it's, it's the 401? Yeah, that's the, that's the working monkeys whenever there's an error. Yeah. They've been notified. All right. Unacceptable answer. Tell us. All right. So there's a lot of complexity behind the algorithm. and uh, But to try to break it down for everyone, there's kind of two key parts that we focus on. One of them being personalization. And that's really about what do we understand about each viewer? Um, and then the other part is performance. And what are we learning about how a particular video is performing uh, more generally as opposed to an individual person? Um, the first thing that a lot of creators kind of get wrong is they think about, okay, I'm going to upload a video to YouTube, and then YouTube's going to look at my video, and it's going to send it out. Um, while that does happen for notifications, when, it, when you're talking about the recommendations on the homepage, or on the, you know, when you're looking at up next while you're watching a video, those recommendations get calculated in real time when somebody opens up the app and hits one of those pages. We gotta figure out what is the best video to show this person in less than a second. And so the first thing we do is we start with personalization, which is like, what do we know about this viewer? We know, okay, well, 
most viewers on YouTube, it's not their first time. So they have some history of videos they've watched before and channels they've watched before. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. Let me um, – how's the volume? Is that a little bit better? I turned it up. Let me also turn off my um, my background music. My apologies. But if you heard what he just said right there, this is something that I don't think anybody thinks about. People don't think about this a lot. Personalization. So he's going to talk about this in a second. I'm going to go back to playing this. I'm trying to fit the um... – oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Well, you're by the pool, CK, for crying out loud. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you're joining me, man. Thank you for joining me with the with, by the pool with the kids. Um, you see, podcast listeners, replay viewers, you got to come here live so you can interact with this awesome community and really engage with us. We want you here, so make sure you can come up here. Um, so, so, so he talks about personalization. How do we decide what video to present to? a specific viewer, right? And it's powered by Google AI. It's powered by so many complexities with machine learning and to, uh, you know, artificial intelligence, right? And so, and so, you know, personalization is really interesting. And I'm going to talk about how we as creators can utilize this because what he's talking about with personalization is looking at what a viewer's interests are. Do you see there's going to be this repetitive, very important. I hope you take out notes. You're going to want to take notes, y'all. There's this very interesting dynamic and paradigm that I'm going to keep coming back to. It has to do with being a full-time content creator. It has to do with getting hired by the right company. It has to do with building your brand, building your clientele, building your customer base, building your audiences and communities. And that is thinking about them first. YouTube cares about creators, but ultimately it's about the viewer. You could almost substitute viewer with customer because YouTube wants to show, okay, their number one revenue model is getting advertisers the right attention from the right customers, right? People who may be interested in their products and services. And so videos that perform really, really well, videos that tap into an audience's psyche, an audience's watch history, what they're interested in, videos that really cater to viewers' interests, not just demographically, but psychologically, also known as psychographics. I'll talk about that in a second. Absolutely imperative. How do you tap in to a viewer's interest? Most creators, I think, they think, man, my video is awesome. People are going to love this. What you like and what you think is great may not always be the same thing for the viewer. If you really stop this video right here, this podcast right here, and you really think about that, and you really let that sink in. What's good to me is not necessarily good or is not necessarily shared by my viewer. If you can reconcile those two, you're going to have, I believe, a lot more success. But let's go back to this. I'm trying to fix the audio. I don't know why the audio is. I think it's there. And so the first thing we're going to do is lean into that and say, okay, well, we know this person's watched Mr. Beast Gaming, and uh, so let's let's see if Mr. Beast Gaming has any new videos. Okay. 
And then, um, so we look at the channels that they're subscribed to, the channels they watch. We also look at individual videos. So, you know, whether somebody watched a particular Mr. Beast gaming video versus a different one might might but give you more. Watch Minecraft videos or something. Yeah, like maybe that. they're more into Minecraft. And so, one of the things that we do is look at like, okay, let's look at this Mr. Beast gaming Minecraft video. What were all the other videos that were watched by everyone who watched that video? And so we, for each video, we could kind of come up with a ranked list of the best other videos that audiences tend to watch. And so we can go through, you know, many of the videos in your history, and for each one, kind of pull in, okay, here's some good videos for this video. Here's some good videos for that video. And we get hundreds of, maybe thousands of examples of videos that we think this user might like. Well, and I think what was interesting when we were talking before we came up, it's like you're, you know, saying that, it's not when you upload. It's not like it just hands the video to people and all everyone on YouTube just magically on at all times. It's more when people come on, it finds videos that people want to watch, and, which is kind of a different perspective than a, a lot of creators look at it, which makes sense. Yeah. So then um, we also have some more sophisticated techniques that we're not going to do like a PhD machine learning class here, but I mean that would be fun. <laughs> it would be, but um, we use uh, deep learning is uh, what it's called, and it's. It actually models kind of like how the human brain works and learns. This is intense. Where uh, it forms kind of neurons and connections between them. And, you know, the way that, that the machine learns is we feed it a bunch of data about videos that people watch. And it can find patterns and kind of make connections between videos. And so we, we throw everything we know about, about a user and try to map them out and push it through the brain and figure out, like, what are the closest videos to that, that person. Yeah. So, um, so that. Have you guys noticed that before when you're on YouTube? And by the way, by the way, let me be very, very clear. Okay. This is, this is super, super important to understand. This is pretty much how all platforms work. Everything now, the Facebook algorithm, Instagram algorithm, TikTok algorithm, LinkedIn algorithm, there's no way that with that many users, I mean, we're talking billions, billions of monthly users. There's no way that human beings would be able to decipher and be able to create um, on the spot, right? When viewers come on YouTube. So even though I believe Google and YouTube are much, probably much more sophisticated than most because they've been doing this for a longer time, um, but have you ever noticed, let me know in the comments, have you ever noticed when you watch a certain creator or you watch a certain type of video, let's say you watch a lot of gaming uh, videos, have you noticed the next time you come up on YouTube, when you, when, as soon as you pop in on YouTube, you go to the homepage. The homepage is number one real estate on YouTube. It is the number one real estate, which is why we've talked about, I did a video recently, how I come up with thumbnails and titles. You're competing with a lot of great creators and not competition in a, in a, in a cutthroat way, but you have to understand that laziness will not be rewarded, right? You got to really put in a lot of effort. And again, it's all about the viewer. It's all about the psychology. What's going to make them click? What theme? What topic? How many times have I said this to you? Look at the top 10 channels in your niche. 
What are their top performing videos? Personalization, watch history. That's how the algorithm works. The algorithm, and they're going to talk about this in a second, the algorithm is governed by one thing and one thing only, viewer behavior. That's it. Angie brings up a great point here. Hey, Krista, good to see you on LinkedIn. Angie brings up a great point. I always thought my views were more search. And as time went on, I looked at analytics and I was shocked. It was mainly recommendation. Look, I'm not discounting search. I mean, search is phenomenal. We started a brand new channel uh, recently. We started a brand new channel recently that is 100% search based. But the truth of the matter is this. The truth of the matter is, is that if the majority of views are based on recommendations, listening to what these two amazing brains, these are probably the two top YouTube brains on the planet right now, literally. You've got 100 million subscribers on one end, and you've got the guy who's literally pulling the levers, <laughs> who's literally telling you, this is how I pull the levers. So if you're not taking notes, I would highly, highly recommend that you do. CK says, when we first start out, we think our videos are good. Yeah. I love this CK. And by the way, go check out CK Construction Cronies. He is an awesome creator. Fantastic to see you, CK. Doug says, great to be here. Inspired. Love the reaction style. Thank you, Doug. It's great to see you too. CK says, you need to do it a lot and read the data to improve. It takes a large volume. You know how many times I've said CK? You know, I've been running businesses since I was 13. You guys know this. The hardest thing I've ever done in my life is run a content creation business. YouTube is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And we've got like five channels. And so, I mean, this is, this is you know, but here's the cool thing. Once you've gone through the ringer, I've been on YouTube for probably seven plus years. I probably took it seriously five of those seven because the first two years I had no idea what I was doing. And in those five years, I think that I've done hundreds of thousands of hours in analytics, hundreds of thousands of hours. I mean, over a thousand, two thousand, five thousand uploads. I've really studied, which is why I, I talk about this a lot. Don't think of YouTube as just kicks and giggles, y'all. YouTube is a business entity. YouTube is a way for you. If you're a musician, if you're a chef, an artist, a creator, a designer, um, if you're somebody who's retired and you're thinking, what can I do now? This is your way to give back. How many people remember my story when I first started on YouTube? I had a student come up to my business communications class, say, Professor Nez, she, ha she happened to come in. She just came in. She was a former student. I said, like, hey, how are you doing? It's good to see you. What's going on? Hey, Nez, I just want to tell you, I paid $100,000 for a piece of paper, also known as a degree, and nobody will hire me. It broke my heart. That's when I started my YouTube channel in 2016. And I didn't know what I was doing until really 2019, 2020. Um, it took a lot of grinding. And, and Mr. Beast talks about this. I don't want to make this about me. I want to make this about, about them. Yes, dealcasters in the house. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, by the way, yes, <laughs> Shard says I've been here since the year 420. I look good, don't I? <laughs> Got to thank my plastic surgeon. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'm going to take some questions because I know we're going to have a lot of questions. This is going to be the most profound in-depth stream 
you've ever, ever been a part of, the most profound show on the algorithm ever. You're never going to need another uh, show. You're never going to need any other information about the algorithm. Let's get back to it. That's, that's a lot on the personalization side. And the other side I mentioned was performance. So um, we're collecting data in real time, right? So as we start showing a video to, you know, maybe we start with somebody who watches the channel regularly, and then uh, we look at what their history is, and then we start distributing the video into the list of all the things that person's watched before. And we look at like, well, what did, what did, how did similar people react? By the way, by the way, if you listen to what Todd just said, again, if you're just joining us, we are busting out the YouTube algorithm. Mr. Beast and the head of product over at Recommendations for YouTube, Todd Bupro. I hope I'm saying that right, Todd. If you're watching or listening, I apologize if I butcher your name. I'm just going to say Todd from now on. We're giving away all the secrets. This is information that is vital to your business. It's vital to your content creation, uh, building your audience, building your community. It's vital to this, okay? Um, and I agree with Dole Whip Dad. It is the best tool for sharing thoughts, views, products, everything. Everything. Thank you, Dole Whip Dad, for being here. But if you, as a creator, how can you take advantage of watch history and personalization? If YouTube is looking at other videos that this viewer, let's just take the avatar right now, your ideal viewer, if YouTube is saying, okay, this guy watched three other gaming videos that are similar to this. This guy watched three other cooking videos that are similar to this. This guy watched three other business, finance, whatever, whatever your niche is. Wouldn't it behoove you as a creator to really understand your specific niche and understand what are the hot topics, what are the themes and premises that are garnering the most eyeballs and earballs? Because you know, the creator economy making Monet in the online ecosystem, it's all about, we're in the attention business, y'all. It's all about eyeballs and earballs. Every business needs two things, traffic and conversion. Your content creation, your YouTube channel, don't get it twisted, y'all. It's a business. Your ability to market yourself as the employee who's worth hiring, who's worth promoting, building your online presence is everything. Building your presence on YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok. People are getting promotions. People are getting hired through TikTok, through their short-form videos, because it's a better demonstration of providing value to the market, how you can provide value than a resume that you probably fibbed 90% of. Hey, Dr. Elo's here. Okay, I got to show Dr. Elo this because you missed the last time I did this. Hey, Dr. Elo, what does this look like? Look at that shirt, Dr. Elo. F the tech. That's from you, Dr. Elo. Good to see you, brother. Fantastic to see you. So I hope that made sense what I just said. Okay, so how do you take advantage how do you take advantage of personalization and watch history? You should be taking notes. Let's go back to this. Great to see you, Dr. Elo. Hit that thumbs How up, y'all. People who like Minecraft, who watched Mr. Beast Gaming, how did they react when we showed it to them? Did they click on it? Did mm. they watch? How long did they watch? Did they I like it? I should be writing stuff down right now. Yeah. It's good. Did they dislike it? 
Did they click not interested in their feet? Even Mr. Beast is saying you should be writing things down right now. Mr. Beast, the number one creator who's probably making three, four, five million a month, if not more, maybe 10 million a month, just on his YouTube channel. This is a guy who's getting seven-figure brand deals, multiple seven-figure brand deals. He is the most watched entity on planet Earth. He gets Super Bowl views every single video. His, Mr. His Squid Games video actually surpassed the total amount of views on the original Netflix series completely just with one video. This guy has more power than most of us realize because he has literally broken YouTube. Literally. Did they scroll past it? Did they, uh, you know, another thing that we've been really trying to do over the past couple of years is what we call satisfaction. And what that's about is it's, it's more than just watch time because not all watch time is equally valuable to the viewer. How many of you have, like, gone and watched a video? This is huge. Listen minutes. to this. When you're done, you're just kind of like, eh, it was okay. And then another video you may have watched, you're like, oh, my God, that was amazing. It changed my life. I'm subscribed to this channel. I'm, like, watching this every day. Um, we really want to reward the videos that make people, like, really inspired and want to come back to YouTube. And the way that we try to figure that out is not just by looking at how much time people watch, but by running surveys. And we actually get millions of survey responses a day where we, you know, while somebody's scrolling through their homepage, we'll say, hey, what did you think of this video you watched? Viewer satisfaction. Did you guys get that? Hey, Anthony, for crying out loud, Anthony, I'm trying to create content here. <laughs> of course I'm going to acknowledge you, you momo. <laughs> Good to see you, AL. <laughs> Look at this. I mean, Anthony, you actually think I would do that? I hope to God you're joking, Anthony. For the love of God, who loves you more than I do? You're like my son. Now go take out the trash. <laughs> That's more than what my son does. Good to see you, AL. This is very, very important, what he just said right there. Viewer satisfaction. Everybody write this down. Not all watch time. All watch time is not created equal. Just because somebody watched your video. So we, we talk about this all the time. The three metrics. Click-through rate, average view percentage, average percentage viewed, and average view duration. Which essentially boils down to, I've done a ton of videos on this. Go to my channel if you want to get more in-depth. But literally, let me just give you the, the small summary, which is, did people click? Did people watch? Did they stick around? That's literally it. Those three things. So, but what, what Todd is saying here, Mr. Beast is going to confirm this. What Todd is saying here is that not all watch time is created equally. So how many of you, I want to hear from you right now. How many of you in the comments have received or seen that satisfaction survey on the homepage when you're scrolling on YouTube? Let me know in the comments. I know I have. I know I have. Um, let me know in the comments. Hey, Peace Prototype. Good to see you, Yuri, in the house. Long time no see, brother. I hope you're doing fantastic. Another amazing content creator. Go check out Yuri over at Peace Prototype. Good to see you, brother. Welcome. Welcome to the stream. Satisfaction surveys. Now, I asked a question, and it's actually on this video. You can see my question, and I even tweeted this. 
I asked Todd and I asked, uh, um, you know, basically I, I left a comment there. I don't even think I got a response, but I basically said, how do you avoid satisfaction survey abuse, right? So let's say a competitor. So if I've been watching other creator economy videos, just for example, or let's just say cooking. If I'm a cooking channel, I've been watching other cooking channels and I get a survey What's to say that um, people don't abuse that survey? So I'm curious. I'd love because they seem to be putting so much emphasis on that survey. And what that survey basically entails is it's asking the viewer, what did you feel about watching that video? And I think Todd even mentions that here. Let's let's uh, go back and listen to this. Anthony says he hasn't seen anything like that. Yeah, it's pretty new, not too new. They emphasize this all the time. Watched yesterday. And um, that helps us differentiate that stuff. We feed those millions of responses into that brain, and it kind of sorts through and finds out what's more satisfying. And that performance you know, is used to ultimately predict for the viewer that's showing up a bunch of different factors. So it's going to predict, if we show this to the, to the person, are they going to click on it? It's going to predict. You know, and based on what it's learned from other users, uh, how long will they watch it? What the probability is they'll like it, and what would they answer if we if they did see a survey and we asked them how was the video? I love it. Yeah. And then we're able to rank um, all those videos that we we came up with in the beginning, uh, and then there's some more stuff that happens after that because sometimes if you just rank the top ten videos in order based on that score. You might end up with like only one channel's videos at the top, and viewers have told us like you know, when they open up YouTube, they want to see a variety of stuff. They just don't want like one channel at the top unless it's Mr. Beast, and then it's okay. This is why I think YouTube is the most creator friendly um, because you'll never see Zuckerberg or the head of algorithms at Facebook or Instagram. I mean, I do like Adam's um, Instagram uh, videos. He's the head of Instagram, uh, Adam Aseri. But this is so transparent, guys. They're literally telling you what you need to do to be successful on YouTube. They're literally telling you that by building that tribe, building a community of like-minded people, building people who are into technology, building a community of people who are into pottery and gardening like Angie does so well, building a community of people who are interested in photography, videography like Anthony, Dr. Elo, live streaming, um, building a community of people who are interested in relationships like Peace Prototype, um, CK Cronies, who just does amazing, amazing, uh, he has great content. Go check him out as well. Walter doing all sorts of amazing content. Building a community of like-minded individuals and paring your content down to one specific niche, making it clear to YouTube what your channel is all about so they can in turn say, huh, okay, so Walter's creating content on X. Or let's just say uh, 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 Anthony. Let me take Anthony because he wants attention. <laughs> Anthony's going to start crying if I don't give him attention. For crying out loud, Anthony, you're killing me here. You know I love you, Anthony. <clears throat> but if Anthony, <clears throat> excuse me, if Anthony is creating content that is solely about photography and he's made it very, very clear 
to YouTube, to the viewer, that this is what you're going to get. The expectation is set. When you come to my channel, this is what you're going to get. Not only is it fantastically effective for the viewer and audience to understand, but guess what? YouTube is, this is a business partnership. You're partnering with YouTube, which is why they don't promote, um, you know, very explicit, controversial, hate-filled, distressing content. They most of the time promote content that makes people feel good about being on YouTube, right? Makes people feel happy and satisfied with their time spent on YouTube, right? So, so if you, if you really make that clear to your audience and to YouTube, YouTube will be better equipped. YouTube will better understand how to find, okay, how to make your videos discoverable to the right viewer. Does that make sense? Let me know in the comments. This is absolutely huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah, Dole Whip Dad says, I think they must mitigate service. They have to. Um, they have to. I would hope so. Super Dave in the house. Good to see you. Hey, Sharkfin Tech is in the house. If you're coming on in, please make sure you smash that thumbs up. I would really, really appreciate it. So if that makes sense, let me know. Again, I'm going to take questions. Um, I'm going to take questions at the end of this, but I want to, there's so much good stuff. I mean, this, we're already 42 minutes in uh, on this show and it's probably going to be a lot longer than that. So strap in, this is going to be huge. And again, you're going to get a ton out of this. See, this is why I love our community. CK says the community aspect is so powerful. We have gone through a lot together in the past 4.5 years. That's it. That's it. So, Having a photography channel and then go ahead and talking about, let's say you start doing restaurant reviews on your photography channel, that could create confusion. And where there's, when you confuse, you lose. Which is why I have 10 channels, because I've got a lot of things I like to talk about. There's a lot of different topics. There's a lot of different themes. And I know that if I put that all on one channel... I, I don't necessarily believe that variety channels can't work on YouTube. I, I know a lot of so-called YouTube experts and gurus will say variety channels don't work. I think if somebody clicks on your video knowing they're going to get something interesting, I think you potentially could. But it's just there's less bottleneck. There's less confusion. There's less complexity. Simplify. When I work with clients on their website, their branding, and their messaging – Clarity is next to gold. Clarity is gold. Clarity is everything. Clarity is even more important than actually having an amazing product or service, even though obviously you want to make sure you have an amazing product or service. But clarity, the people and companies that are clear always win. And again, you're a company, you're a content creator, you're a business, you're a media company. If you think in those terms, you're going to be a lot more successful. Okay. Let's get back to this because this is just so, so awesome. Let's get back to this. So, uh, so yeah, we have some more stuff in there to diversify the results. But ultimately, all this stuff is trying to do is figure out what's the video you're going to be most interested in watching and that you're going to love, and it's going to make you want to come back to YouTube. So, 
Okay, so huge. Ultimately, so he just wrapped it up right there. So ultimately, we're trying to figure out what's a video that you, the viewer, is going to love and it's going to make you come back to YouTube. I said this back in 2018 when I did another show on algorithms. Um, maybe it wasn't 2018. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. And I said the the biggest thing you have to understand, the most simplified thing you have to understand about algorithms on any platform is this. This is the apex. This is the crutch. This is the truth. And that is every single platform wants one thing above all else. They want people to stay on there so they can in turn sell them stuff. What is YouTube selling them? They're selling them advertisements. What are the advertisers selling? Products and services. This is true for every platform, every platform, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. They don't want you to close that app, swipe up, close that app and go to TikTok. <laughs> Let's just face it. They don't want you to go to TikTok more than anything. Because TikTok's changing the game. I mean, uh, I think their influencer money budget just surpassed YouTube, I think. or Oh, it definitely surpassed. Uh, influencer pay surpassed Facebook influencers. Um, it's gaining on YouTube influencers. And so um, we've talked about short-form content. We've talked about reels. We've talked about YouTube shorts. Um, that's, a, that's just a no-brainer. But what Todd is saying here, ultimately it comes down to, so you as a content creator, how can you implement this? How can you utilize this amazing transparency from the person in charge of YouTube recommendations and search and discovery. I mean, holy macadamia nut. This information is worth, is worth hundreds, if not millions of dollars. It could change your business, which is why I'm so happy to talk about this and bring this to you. You know what I mean? Holy mackerel. This is huge. I deserve, I deserve a medal. I really do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> so think about that. How can you make the viewer feel good and make them come back? Don't end the video. Okay. Content creators, don't end your video with hasta la pasta. See you later. How do you want to end the video? Smart content creators, smart business owners. Let me know in the comments. Let me know in the comments how you should end your video. Should you end your video with, okay, thanks for watching, bye. Is that a good way to end your video? Let me know. Give me a hashtag, yes or no. CK says, keep it simple and short. It's my how-to education channel. I can't get personal, just information. I can get creative in the delivery. Absolutely. Why, Anthony? Why is that? <laughs> Uh, Anthony, I love you. You're my, you're, you're the son I never wanted. <laughs> uh, I joke. I kid here. Do you really say that Angie? Angie says, I say, see you next time and I'm out. Okay. So I would revise that Angie. I would revise that. I hope you're joking. I, I hope you joke. You're joking. Yes. So what Mr. Camera Junking is saying is is important. You want to somehow, and you don't want to just say, you know, I recommend this. You want to do it in a, in a powerful way. You want to do it in a, in a meaningful, intentional way. So a lot of this happens in the ideation and the planning. And that is, you know, what, why I, I've talked about on YouTube and on any platform, creating a series of videos, one that really naturally transitions into the next 
because view per viewer, um, that metric in analytics, which essentially means how many videos are they watching in one certain session is a really, really huge metric. So for example, if I watch a grow with Angie video, okay, if I watch a grow with Angie video, and I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Let me know if you've done this. You've been watched videos before. You're, you start watching two, three, four more videos from Angie. Guess what? That's a huge indicator to the YouTube algorithm, a.k.a. the AI machine learning, a.k.a. audience behavior. And so thank you so much, George Fisher, over on LinkedIn. Please share this out because sharing is caring. Put this on your community tab, share this on Twitter, tag me on Twitter, share it on LinkedIn, share it, share it, share it. So, um, so I would, I would advise, I would advise that you actually have a strong CTA that is meaningful. For example, yes, we have end screens, but for example, say, Hey, if you really got value from this video, this next video right here is going to take you even deeper on this topic. It's all about the journey. It's all about the viewer journey, right? And so if they make it to the end of your video and they're they're inspired to keep watching, that is a huge metric that a lot of people don't talk about. We could do an entire show on how to communicate that, how to convey that properly, strongly, and effectively. That would take an entire show. But um, that's something that I would highly recommend that you do. Okay. Um, one of the things we're trying to figure out more of is like, not only can we predict what you're going to do with this video, but what are you going to do, you know, tomorrow on YouTube? You know, how is this video going to make you, you know, fall more in love with YouTube because it's a great video? And so, uh, yeah, I, I love that. I feel like we should give them a round of applause for that. Yes, honestly. we should. That was good. That's what I love about YouTube. They don't really know how it gets much more valuable than that. It doesn't. Um, well, I mean, you can hit me with one of your questions if you want. Now I, I feel bad because I don't, I don't right. really give as much value. All right, listen to this, so, guys. Listen to this. You were a small creator once. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a, probably a lot of creators out there that don't have 97 million subscribers. Something like that, yeah. Um, what would you say to those folks in the audience that are – maybe they're even just starting on YouTube and they don't – Listen yeah, to this. Not sure. getting. Listen to this. What would I do if I was a small creator? Yeah. How would you get traction? Yeah. This is a fun one. Um, well, the big thing is when when I was a smaller channel. Uh, just to be honest, the, the videos I was making sucked, but I thought they were great at the time. But you know, I watch them now and they're they're pretty bad. Um, and so, you know, I thought they should have gotten views and they deserve to get views. But looking back, like the views I got, I was lucky to get. You know, what I mean, those they're pretty terrible. So for. Most of the time when I meet smaller creators, my advice is usually just like make a hundred videos and just improve one thing with each video. Cause like, if you're, you know, if you're not, if, <clears throat> unless you like made tons of uh, films and stuff like that coming to YouTube, usually you gotta spend a couple of years, some of us, it takes a decade like me, to refine your skills and get it where you're actually a good storyteller and good at making videos and good at entertaining people before it even makes sense for you to start getting views. You know what I mean? Um, Cause sometimes, Sometimes we forget, like, the numbers on the screen are real people, you know what I mean? And we're also, there's infinite amounts of videos out there. So until you hone your craft and get really good at it, uh, you shouldn't, shouldn't even really worry about the algorithm too much. It's funny following that up. But, uh, <laughs> because 
you know, step one is just getting it where you're making content people want to watch, and then you know, then getting it where you're making content people have to watch. You know what I mean? Um, and going from there. So, ideally, I mean, you know, if you're doing engineering videos like Mark Rover, you can't do 100 videos. So it, take it with a grain of salt based on you know the type of content you do. But ideally, you just make a ton of videos, you improve something each time, and you just do that for as long as possible. And like you'll notice if you do that for 100 videos, the 100th video will literally be like four times better than your first video if you actually improve something each time. So most creators, I think, can relate to this. You know, why aren't people watching my videos? Most of you watching and listening to this right now, whether you're live or watching on the replay or listening on the podcast. Nez, I posted, you know, four videos. You know how many clients have come to me and say, Nez, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not getting any traction. Oh, cool. How many videos? Let me help. How many videos have you posted? Three. How long? How old is your channel? Six months. You posted three videos in six months? Now, I'm not saying you have to post 100 videos in six months, but expectations need to be realistic, y'all. What did I say earlier? I said YouTube is the... I've been running businesses. Look, I, I had a catering company in my 20s. I helped my mom start her leather shoe business and handbag business when I was 13. Um, I've monetized so many blogs, etc. before even social media, YouTube was even created. I run multiple channels now. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been in business my whole life. I'm a business communications professor. What did I say earlier? YouTube's the hardest thing I've ever done. But it's worth every bleeding moment if you really care about impacting people. It's all about people. It's all about the viewer. The money will come, but you need to first impact people. The audience is everything. The viewer is everything. The community is the ultimate leverage period. That's period. And so this is really interesting what Mr. Beast is saying. Make a hundred videos. Sounds easy, right? I mean, sounds daunting, right? It, it does sound daunting, but it's also absolutely true. Look, I started my channel in 2016. I didn't see growth, any real reasonable growth until 2020. Because I finally decided I'm going to take YouTube seriously. I started with in 2020 with 2,000 subscribers. We're now passing 2 million total views, and we're almost at 20,000 subscribers just a couple years later. Why? Because I decided I'm going to really take this seriously. And I created 200, 300 videos that were garbage. So this is all about embracing the garbage, because it's going to be garbage. But you're going to get better, as Mr. B says. This is huge. Forget the algorithm, he even says. This is absolutely huge. <clears throat> yes, I was, Anthony, at one point. I know, back in 1355. <clears throat> Excuse me. Walter says, I have three videos seven days a week, now almost three years. Construction cronies, my man CK, in the house. I've done close to 800 videos in the last five years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this is... This is just absolute gold right here, what he's saying. Um, it's, it's pretty hard for it not to be, you know. And so now that's, so that's basically what I did from like 13 to 20. I just made a 1,000 videos. And the 1,000th one was just like, oh, it's finally good. People finally want to watch it. Um, and so that's, that's kind of my advice. And then once you get to the point where you're like really confident and the videos are really good, then I would start to worry a little bit more about thumbnails or other things and optimization. But 
at first, core foundation is actually making great videos, and that's just a skill that takes time. Absolutely. Cool. I, I, I'd add to that some things that I, I've seen talking to some creators is um, I'd encourage you to watch YouTube, be, yes. be a viewer. Uh, put yourself in the shoes of somebody who just has, you know, millions of choices. And, you know, if you you may love Minecraft, um, go to go to YouTube and search for Minecraft and look at the videos that are showing up at the top. These most of these videos are from creators who have who have, you know, trained for a marathon, so to speak, and you know, over many years honing the craft of video skills. And they, a lot of them, you know, Dream, for example, found a way to innovate. You know, they weren't just doing, oh, I'm just making my standard Minecraft house or whatever. They found a way to introduce storytelling or, you know, find something that other people weren't already doing. Uh, because if there's already, you know, 10,000 creators covering something, exactly. you're going to have to do something different to make it interesting to people and make them want to click your video instead of somebody else's. Yeah. So differentiating yourself while still maintaining that sort of um, uh, dedication to the to the niche, right? This is so interesting, and it's interesting that he mentions Dream. I could not agree more with Todd when he says that you should you should check out YouTube, watch YouTube. How many times have I said this, Anthony, Angie? Uh, uh, those of you who, who, you know, listen when we hosted rooms on Clubhouse, you got to wear the clothes, break in the clothes of YouTube. I mean, jumping on and just posting videos and just posting and, and ghosting and, you know, spraying and praying, so to speak, is not the answer. It's not going to work. You got to wear the clothes of YouTube. Watch YouTube videos. Get the vibe. It's a different experience than LinkedIn. It's a different experience in Instagram. It's a different experience in TikTok. Every platform has its own unique experience. So that's really, really good advice. Let's keep going here. This is so and, uh, good. It'll build from there. Agreed. <coughs> so let's talk about um, ideas for content. You've had a journey where you know you started out doing gaming content. You went into like counting to a hundred thousand. Reading the dictionary, you know. Tell us about your journey on on deciding what content to make, yeah. and you know how is it today? Like, listen to this. How has it changed over time? Uh, yeah, uh, that's actually a perfect one to follow up what you just asked me. Essentially, just every video of my entire life, I've always tried to just get better with each video, and so yeah, I mean that's how it started with just terrible videos with a terrible laptop and then we worked up to you know eventually recreating squid game um i don't know i just it's like it's kind of hard because i'd have to take you through the entire history of my life but just if every video you're improving something and you just you know probably now it's been 11 or 12 years those like little improvements just add up and over time it just you know it looks like um some big leap happened but it was like just very gradual over time you know which you, you probably already know that but uh yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's really the answer for me. It's just like small improvements over time. Is like most people don't just go from like doing a Minecraft video to then making Squid Game the next month. You know what I mean? Like there's usually like a four or five year gap in between to like get up to there. Um, and then also for me, I I've just always reinvested all the money I made. So when I got my first brand deal, I gave it away, and 
up to this day. We just spend the money on content, so that kind of helps. So if you're always improving and you're just reinvesting the money, eventually it just keeps growing. Do you feel like there's a – do you feel like you're leading the audience uh, in terms of where you're going in a content perspective, or do you feel like they're leading you? Like how do you feel Good like question. that push and pull uh, happens? Yeah, I would – I guess uh, I'm leading the audience in a way because I – you know, a lot of people – <laughs> you know, think they know what they want to watch, and you know they'll be like, "Oh, I, I want to see these," and then you do something different that's bigger, and they're like, "Oh, actually, I like that," you know. Um, and so, I try not to do like a series for too long, right? Like I could, like in back of the day, I used to donate to Twitch streamers to see what their reactions were. We just donate ten grand and, and see what they would say. Oh, that was uh, an amazing video. Videos. We probably did like fifteen of them, but I can't do that forever. You know, that's not just going to be my entire YouTube career. So you do at some point, you know, or at least for us, we, you know, sometimes have to like make decisions. Like even though the series is doing well, we need to evolve. We can't just keep doing the same thing forever. Like if I made 150 of those, I would just become the guy who donates to a streamer. You know what I mean? Or and like that's obviously not what I want. I want to keep growing and innovating and adapting. So, yeah, I guess it's just kind of trying to trying to trying to predict the future instead of like running something into the ground and then pivoting kind of just be like okay it's probably about to run into the ground let's just pivot before it does and like find the next series and adapt i call that the seinfeld principle so those of you who are too young anthony Locke. <laughs> anthony's a baby anthony how old are you 15 <laughs> uh it's good to see you guys i love it um I call this the Seinfeld principle. So Seinfeld was probably the biggest sitcom, especially when it was at the height of its popularity. If not the biggest sitcom, one of the biggest sitcoms of all time. Most of you guys know what Seinfeld is, right? I mean, Friends is huge as well. Must see TV, right? <laughs> Anthony says, I watch Seinfeld. <laughs> you know I love you, AL. Um, he was offered... I think two million an episode, and this was back in what nineteen ninety five, twenty five years ago, thirty years ago, and you know, the show was super, super popular when he decided to call it quits. Everybody thought he was crazy. They're like, "What are you doing? Like, you got, I mean, nine seasons is a lot, but it's not like, I mean, there's some shows. Look at Saturday Night Live; it's been on for fifty years or whatever. Um, some shows have been on for longer than that, and Everybody thought he was crazy, and his reason, much like what Dr. Uh, uh, Mr. B says, is that, and he decided to pivot, right? He's doing different things. He's doing internet streaming shows. He, he adapted really well. He's, he's still doing stand-up comedy. But what he did that was so interesting was, and his answer to everybody saying, why did you stop when they're offering you all this money and your show is at the height of its popularity, at the peak of its power, and you decide to call it quits. And he said, well, I don't want to have those last two or three seasons be so bad, lose all its gusto, lose all its, where it just kind of feels like, you know, we're, we're, we're just hunkering along and, you know, we should have quit a long time ago. I would rather leave when the show is still very, very good and people are still very, very interested and basically leave with a bang, right? And that's what he did, and it actually worked out because we've all seen those shows that have petered out. We've all seen those shows where it's like, man, the first four or five seasons were good, but man, the last three or three or four, awful, and this just completely dies. He wanted to leave right at that moment, the apex of its popularity, and I think he did a very, very smart thing. And what 
I'm trying to say here to what Mr. Beast is saying is exactly what I was saying earlier. So he's leading the audience, right? It's his channel. He's the creator. He still wants to make it engaging and entertaining. But if he just, he knows, he's smart enough to know if I keep doing the same type of content over and over and over again, and I don't experiment and I don't evolve, the audience is going to lose interest. The audience can be very fickle. And now more than ever, they have all of these options. Now more than ever. There's so many options out there. People have so many options than to watch a Nez Nation live stream, than to watch any of us creators, right? Or check out any of our podcasts. What's going to incentivize them to keep coming back? And so this is really, really interesting. Really, really interesting. Let's go back to this and see uh, what else Mr. Beast has to say. This is so cool. Yeah, I, I often uh, hear the analogy. I think maybe Henry Ford or someone said that if you ask people like at the, the beginning of the 1900s what they wanted for transportation, they'd say faster horses when really they wanted cars. Yeah. Um, and so you have to be careful. You don't, you know, if you want to lead uh, in innovation, you got to be a creative creator. It's called a creator for a reason because you got to be creative. Yeah, and, and you know, not every video did well. So sometimes when you are innovating and you're, and you're trying all these different things, you're going to have videos that flop, and that's just part of it. You know, um, so as long as you're, well, I can relate to that. Ten doesn't scare you. <laughs> that's uh, you just keep adapting and innovating, and eventually you'll hit it. Um, talking about small creators, um, just want to emphasize to all the creators out there that are wondering. Listen if, to this. If YouTube cares about like small creators or, Ooh, or, or uh, just like big ones like Mr. Beast. And, you know, we do care about small creators. We actually have teams that are dedicated to making sure that small creators can still break through on YouTube. Wow. Um, and we're trying to figure out, you know, it's a, harder, it's a harder problem whenever you have a creator that you know nothing about. They upload a video. Maybe it is about Minecraft. It's like just knowing that this is a video about Minecraft doesn't really tell you much about who's going to be interested in watching it. Um, so there's only so much you can get from just the, the title um, and the description. And really, the magic of, I think, the recommendation system is being able to collect that feedback from the audience uh, and figure out, well, how did people actually react to it? Um, that's the best way of knowing who's going to like it is by seeing who already likes it. Yeah. And so uh, these teams that are focused on small creators are looking at things like, well, how many creators today made it to, like, 300 subscribers for the first time. There's thousands of channels that are doing that every day. Every day? Yeah, every day. Really? And so, um, and then they go on, and we care about them moving up. Um, and so uh, it, it's something we care a lot about. And uh, it's a hard problem, but uh, we're trying to find the balance. So we call it uh, the explore-exploit problem. So exploit is whenever you already have a lot of information about a video or about a, a person, a viewer. And you're just able to kind of use that. Like, once we know which channels you like and and which videos are, are just being yeah, clicked by like everyone, that's an easy thing point. to recommend. Um, whereas Explore is like, okay, we have all these videos over here. No one's really watched them. Maybe there's a diamond in there that is the next Mr. Beast. How can we, like, find, uh, find out who's going to watch them? And we're really trying to to uh, find ways to introduce them to viewers um, more intelligently. Yeah. So just keep going. Just keep going. Yes, dealcasters. Teams, I'm bringing this comment up right now. Teams 
dedicated to small creators. So what does that tell you, y'all? Teams. Uh, This is why I say I I really truly believe um, there's a lot of great platforms out there. Don't get me wrong. But I truly believe everybody needs a YouTube presence. I mean, everybody. If you're interested in advancing your career or building an online business or, you know, getting more traction with a current small business, etc., mid, mid, higher level doesn't matter. Having a presence on YouTube is essential. It's it's the greatest um, contribution to the creator economy, I think, is YouTube. They've really done the biggest contribution to the creator economy. Chris Stone, thank you so much for the $9.99. You didn't have to do that, brother. Oh, you're the best, Chris. Thank you so much. Everybody go check out Chris's channel and Dealcasters. I'm telling you right now. If you guys know me, I don't recommend anybody haphazardly or facetiously. Um, I would say uh, that out of out of I've been in this industry a really long time. I've seen so-called, you know, experts come and go. The genuine article right here, Chris Stone and Dealcasters are the genuine article. Make sure you go check this gem out. Frank Gallo in the house. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate that. You didn't have to do that. That's so sweet of you. Frank in the house. There's a client of mine who's growing his channel really great. Thank you, AL. I'll do my best. So keep going. So keep going. So this is what Todd is saying. I mean, 300 subscribers is a lot of subscribers, y'all. I mean, that's a lot of people. Imagine you giving a presentation in a room full of 300 people. That's a lot of eyeballs. And those eyeballs and earballs, no other eyeballs and earballs. They have connections. They have networks. If you really do a good job of providing something that wows them, they're going to tell their colleagues, their friends, their networks. It starts like that. And so, um, you know, that's 300 is a lot. And the fact that there's, I don't know any other platform that is dedicating that much to small creators. And I I don't even like that word, small creators. I'll say younger or newer creators. I don't like small. I don't like that adjective. I think they need to come up with a different adjective. That just tells you right there that if you're somebody who has a 1,000 or less subscribers, which, again, that's a lot of subscribers, but let's say you have less than 100, less than 200, keep going. Keep going. I'm telling you right now, this is a, you have to think long game. You have to have re, this. Why that's why I don't do coconuts and yachts here at Nez Nation Live. I know you see those ads every day on YouTube. I know you do. I know you see those ads. Hey guys, you want to make a million dollars without working? Look at me. I just bought a yacht. This is not coconuts and yachts. Everything about this channel is foundational, anchored in reality. I try to bring you the best of the best so we can all grow together. This is the greatest community on planet Earth, Nez Nation. I love you guys, man. So I really want to make sure that we get the best of the best. This is so good. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, well, and, uh, even more elaborate on that. I, I know some people who just, you know, they, they love YouTube and, and they're uh, just like Patty Gallios and people like that that just like study like crazy. And I have a friend who like had uh, helped a YouTuber with like 100 subscribers and we helped him like optimize the video and it ended up getting like a million and a half views without us pushing it. So I know it does work. If a video is clicked and watched a high percentage and the viewers enjoy it, it'll just get like 100 views. Then the next day, 1,000 and 10,000 and just keep climbing. 
Um, so it's funny to see it work in real time because you can kind of almost think like what it's thinking there. It's like, oh, these 10,000 people liked it. Let's give it to 50,000. It's like, oh, they liked it. And it keeps growing, um, which is what's interesting. So, so you talked about, um, you know, making better videos and just like getting better and better. So when it comes to analytics and metrics, a as you're kind of learning. This is good. Like, Listen to this, y'all. What did you look at? Um, when I was growing, well, when I was growing, you couldn't see CTR. I don't know if a lot of you are new YouTubers. Like five years ago, they didn't show click-through rate. Um, so it was a lot more brutal of a climb for us because we would like look at all the videos and all the data that was in the studio. And we couldn't really ever figure out why certain videos with 70% retention, high AVD did well, and other ones with the same stats did bad. Uh, and so that was like, I was very perplexed for many years. And then I, whatever it was, like four years ago, you guys show, uh, started showing CTR. So we could see the click through rate of videos. And then it kind of made sense. So it's like, oh, thumbnails uh, do matter. Um, and so that, that was great. Um, but obviously, you guys have it. So for me, the only thing, I don't even really look at that as much anymore. After I upload a video, I just kind of look at the retention chart and just try to see, like, where did I mess up? You know, why, why are there dips? How could I have made it better? Um, and that's really, I mean, there's, there's infinite amounts of data, and like, because we do channels in different languages, sometimes we look at the countries, and there's, like, you use other stuff, but 99% of the time I just upload a video and then just see, you know, did I lose retention, where at, and like, that's it's really all you need, and then you take notes, and then you, you know, fact check it against previous videos to see, okay, well, I sneezed here and lost viewers. Did that happen the last times I sneezed in videos, or, or is it just like a, a coincidence? Was this just a boring part of the video? Um, and then you just kind of take those and you gather enough notes over time where you kind of just start to see like, oh, well, the retention isn't as great when the rooms are dimly lit. You know, people prefer a little bit brighter rooms or, or whatever, probably because sometimes it might be hard to see. Um, and you just look at the science and the exactness. I mean, this is a guy. I, I'm not saying that we all have to be like this, obviously, but I mean, doesn't it make sense that Mr. Beast has gotten 100 million? I mean, 100 million subscribers. That's just, that's just, that's beyond comprehension. That's beyond comprehension. But then when you listen to the guy, I might do a reaction video to his interview with Joe Rogan um, uh, three or four months ago, which is just so absolutely mind-bending, the amount of time and energy. You guys know when I talk about thumbnails and how my thumbnail game has been completely, and he mentioned it's CTR, click-through rate, but you notice what's the common denominator, the viewer? Who is in charge? What is governed by all those metrics? The viewer clicking, the viewer watching, the viewer clicking away, or the viewer clicking other videos. Algorithm is governed by the viewer behavior. So if you understand viewer behavior, if you understand what interests them, and if you take notes and find out, look at your retention graph, where did people leave? Where did people stay? Why did they leave at this point? Which you can do in analytics better than any platform I know of as of this recording. It, if you're really taking your brand and your business seriously, this stuff matters. You do have to be kind of scientific. You do have to kind of be a mad, obsessive you know, individual, if you want this to work, every business owner I know who's successful is absolutely obsessive, which is why I've joked before, nine to five is a gift, nine to five is a breeze. A business owner, I mean, I'll just take myself, you know, it's like 18, 20 hour days, seven days a week. I don't have friends. 
I don't follow sports. Are you joking me right now? I don't know. I could care less who won the uh, Pac-10 championship. I'm trying to build empires here, y'all. I'm trying to be really real with you guys and really serious with you guys. I mean, I, you know, somebody, uh, uh, I think it was you, uh, um, Anthony, I was so proud of you. You said, you know, I, 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 I've said this many times. You're, you're spending hours on, on Twitter spaces or Clubhouse all that time listening instead of creating. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of value in listening, but that's taking time away from the things that you could be doing. You know, you're binge-watching TikTok or you're binge-watching Hulu. That's taking time away from what you could be doing. Nine to five? Are you joking me? So getting to thumbnails, CTR, everything's governed by viewer behavior. Click-through rate, how often are they clicking? What percentage are they clicking? How often are they watching? How long are they watching? Are they watching other videos? The algorithm is human beings, y'all. The algorithm is just simply an emotionless, okay, neutral entity that is just reacting to viewers. So if you want to know the algorithm, you got to know your audience. You got to know your viewer inside and out. I still think I suck at thumbnails, and I've been creating thumbnails for decades, okay? Um, if you look at my early uh, 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 thumbnails on the channel, you will notice, holy macadamia nut, you will know. Thank you, AL. Appreciate you. Thank you, Anthony. Have a great day at church. Um, thank you for being here. You know I love you. I'm just teasing you, brother. You know I love you. Um, I'm telling you right now that thumbnails even before you ever hit that record button think of the packaging think of the movie poster think of maverick right think of star wars the marketing the packaging the branding the look the feel the vibe once upon a time in hollywood one of the greatest movie posters of all time it was very old school that thumbnail, what's going to make me want to click? It doesn't matter how good your video is. You could have a $75,000 cinematic, you know, uh, a production set and camera, whatever. But if people don't click, it doesn't matter, right? So listen to what Mr. Beast is saying. I mean, he's really dissecting those metrics, again, that are all governed by the YouTube algorithm. Let's listen to a little bit more of this. And then if you have any questions at all, I'm happy to take a few questions before we get out of here. If you're just joining us, you're watching the Creator Economy Livestream Podcast Show. Replay viewers, podcast listeners, I absolutely love you. And by the way, if you're wondering at all, how are we able to do this? How are we able to have this ticket taper? How are we able to go live in all these different places? How are we able to um, have all these cool comments come up and down on our show? I'm using the number one live streaming software on planet earth that is StreamYard. i've been live streaming since 1773 i've been live streaming i came in on the uh the pinta the santa maria and the uh what the heck's the other one called i was live streaming that's how far back i go and i've used every single live stream software encoder downloadable browser-based on planet earth this one is the best i'm able to screen share i'm able to do a reaction video easily i can record Easily. I can go live everywhere. With my link, there's a pinned comment 
and in the show notes and in the description with my link. Guess what? You don't have to download anything and you don't even have to put in a credit card. You can start going live and building your audience. You know, live streaming is the best way to build your audience, especially with YouTube now talking about investing so much money, Amazon Live, investing so much money, Instagram Live, LinkedIn Live, investing so much money in creating a place for us live streamers. Get that link right now. It's in the pinned comment. It's free, free trial. Check it out. No strings, no credit card. You can cancel. Doesn't matter. Okay, let's listen to this a little bit longer. And if you have questions, type a capital Q in the comments and then followed by your question. If you're replay viewers, I respond to all the comments personally. Podcast listeners, there's a questionnaire form in the show notes. Fill that out. I'll answer your question live on the air. Okay, let's listen to a little bit more. And if you want to watch this full video, it's on the VidCon uh, YouTube channel. Very, very easy. I highly recommend it. Kind of gather all these notes. Then. That's really it uh, at this point. Um, yeah, because it's pretty simple. If people watch the videos, usually they do pretty well. How, how often do you uh, change a thumbnail on a, on a video? Is that something you usually just... Oh, this is good. Well, so well, I think <laughs> we, we get better at making thumbnails every year. So it's more... When I upload a thumbnail, I usually think it's good, and I don't change it most of the time. But what happens is like three years later, I look back and I'm like, oh, that's a horrible thumbnail. Yep. And so it's usually like every two years we just go back and update a lot of our older thumbnails just because they're terrible. Um, it's just with like the new knowledge we have and what we've learned. And funny enough, that actually usually does help quite a bit when we update the thumbnails on old videos. Uh, they usually do see a little bit of an uptick because they're just, you know, if we take an old thumbnail. That's right, uh, dealcasters. Seeing if whatever, <laughs> like uh, a thousand, a hundred thousand magics can stop a car and it just looks terrible. And then with the new stuff, I know we zoom in a little bit so it's a little more visible and make things look better. Then magically it starts doing a little bit better because now people actually understand what it is because I'm not as uh, much of an idiot. Anymore. I can vouch for this, by the way. I have changed thumbnails on old videos and seen the views skyrocket. And when I say skyrocket, I don't mean like all of a sudden I'm getting hundreds of thousands of views, but all of a sudden it starts performing well again. Thumbnail. I use Canva Pro. Okay, to make, create my, my thumbnails. You don't have to know Adobe Photoshop. You don't have to know, you don't have to be a graphic designer. If you have the money or the means and you can afford to outsource, do it. It's worth it. You don't want to package your product. These videos, these live streams, these podcasts, these are your products. If you're a content creator looking to make actual real money, sustaining yourself, your family, etc., like I am, doing it full time, I can wear sweatpants every day if I want to. I don't have to get in my car and spend $200 on gas just to get down the road. You know how lucky I am I get to do that, y'all? If you're interested in doing that, then don't package your products with garbage. Don't be lazy with the packaging. You worked that hard, so hard on the video. You worked so hard. I have a link, by the way, in the description if you want to sign up for Canva and you can do a free trial. I have a link to Canva in my uh, description. Yep, me too, Gro uh, Angie. Absolutely. Thank you, Angie. Um, Canva Pro is so worth it. But, I mean, look, there's, there's, there's um, Pixel is a great one. I'm sorry, Easel. Easel is a good one. There's thumbnail blaster or super. What's it called? I can't. There's a bunch of them. You don't have to be a 
you don't have to be a, um, a, a graphic designer, but it's that important. So dedicate some time to it. And uh, yep, shards, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Dedicate some time to it because it's important. Um, so yeah, I don't even remember what you asked, but yeah. <laughs> um, do you usually have a vision for the thumbnail in mind whenever you start a video? Yeah. Yeah. I wish, uh, you know, it'd be fun. I wish there was like a, a little projector I could uh, throw things up. We usually sketch out the thumbnails. Chucky's somewhere in here. He does it for me. Uh, we sketch out the thumbnails beforehand to kind of see if we, we like it. Like one of our upcoming videos, we're going to have people put their hand on a jet and the last take it off keeps it. And so it's like funny doing the little sketches of it, like, because we're trying to figure out how do you show a jet, but also like show people because people are small and you got to be able to see them. So we just get it where it's like, okay, this is good. Because a lot of people do the inverse. So important. The video, and then they realize, oh, I don't like the thumbnail. But you're in too deep. You already filmed the video. So you kind of you know, have to make do. Or I'd rather have that existential crisis before I film the video. That way uh, I can make changes. Um, really quickly, good to see you. Seti in the house. I didn't know that, Seti. Uh, Seti says, if you're in education, because I'm in education and I am paying for Canva Pro, so you need to you need to DM me on Instagram. <laughs> hey, inspired by Ebony Love, good to see you. I paid for Pit. Yeah, Pick Monkey is another good one. Yeah, Pick Monkey is a good one. Uh, Dealcaster says highly recommend Canva and Easel. Easel is a great. I've used Easel before. There's a bunch of programs out there now that make it. They're very Canva esque too. Um, that make it super super easy to. Um, to create very powerful thumbnails. And I highly recommend Canva because, especially the pro version, because it is worth um, 10 times what I pay for it. And I think most people would agree. And I have a free trial in the description if you're interested in that. So thumbnails are everything. Are there any uh, metrics that you think creators might focus too much on or not enough on? Or? Uh, metrics. Um, that's a good one. I think, I think just in general, for the most part, people just just don't focus enough on like. I would love to hear more people, which I think because you asked me back there, you're gonna ask me in a minute. But I'd love to hear more people talk about like how to become a better storyteller, how to like yes ways of like making better videos and less about like how to game the algorithm or, or things like that. Because you know the thing I've noticed, and I think most people notice, like the people who just make great videos usually do pretty well. You know what I mean? People who are doing things different. Are interesting so I'd, I'd love to hear probably just a little less talk about the algorithm because algorithm is literally just the audience you know you're just giving the hello watch. you're giving people what they're going to click and what they're going to watch hello so it's kind of irrelevant that it's what more matters is like how do you make a good video that people want to watch and i would love to just see more people talk about that if that makes any sense yeah usually when when people come to me with algorithm questions they're like what time should i upload for the algorithm listen to this how often should i upload the algorithm I, yes. I encourage them to replace the word algorithm in their question with audience so like you really need to know your audience and say what time should and if you you're upload writing for your things audience? down that is what i would write down like hello literally anytime you use the word algorithm just replace it with audience like because it, it really is true i hear i actually do the same thing because people will be like should I should I upload at midnight? Will the algorithm punish me? And like, it's literally simple. It's like, are your viewers on at midnight? <laughs> you know what I mean? Hello, ladies and gentlemen, that is everything. Ladies and gentlemen, that I mean, that's literally it. What Todd just said there, replace the word algorithm with audience. And Mr. B says, are your viewers, it doesn't matter what time you post. 
it's a, it doesn't mean don't try to gimmick don't try to game don't try to 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 outwit don't try to strategize there is no best practices know everything about the people and i know i'm going to tell you one thing that most of you guys don't do respond to every single comment i've got some videos that have got over 200 150,000 views They've got thousands of comments. I've responded to every single comment, every single comment, because those people gave me their eyeballs, gave me their earballs. They gave me their much precious, unrefundable commodity called time. And I've shown that I'm, I'm giving you the respect. Thank you for giving me your time. I'm going to respond to you, even if it's just a simple thank you. The algorithm is the audience. You don't have to ever worry about the algorithm ever again. Because all these platforms will not survive without you and I. All these platforms will not be successful if they don't have. And, and what, what do they always release? They always release those monthly daily active users, monthly users, etc., etc. It's all about the audience period. Truth bomb. Absolutely. Absolutely. Create for the human, not for the robot. That's exactly right. Dealcasters, everybody should write this down. Replace algorithm with audience. It's everything. Everything. So I highly, highly recommend that you check out the rest of that awesome keynote at VidCon, Mr. Beast and Todd. But I think that's a perfect time. I'll take some questions right now if you have any questions. Again, if you're just joining us, welcome to the Creator Economy Livestream Podcast Show. I am your host, Professor Nez, full-time content creator, business owner, live streamer, podcaster, your ambassador to the creator economy, and we're talking about the YouTube algorithm. One of the, uh, well, actually, I think it's the ultimate video platform. And everybody complains that their videos aren't getting reach. Everybody complains about the YouTube algorithm. Everybody complains that people, you know, YouTube's penalizing them, or it's not fair, or bigger creators get more attention. Teams dedicated to small creators. Teams dedicated to small creators which I don't like the word um, small. But um, I'll take your questions now. I, I really loved ending it right there. And I hope that I, I really hope that answers it all. If you ever want to figure out why the algorithm is not working for you, replace the word algorithm with the word audience. It's all about them. If you want to succeed, you have to have a service mindset. It's not about you. With all intents and purposes, when I click on a Professor Nez video, the last person on planet Earth I care about is a professor, is Professor Nez. I don't care about Professor Nez. Who cares about him? When I clicked your video, I want to find out about the algorithm. I'm here for me. You have to understand this. People have a vested interest in themselves first, period, period. They don't care about you, okay? Now, it sounds like I'm being harsh. It sounds like I'm being cold. Of course, they care about you, but they don't care about you, okay? If I have a, t a video titled How to Make Money Online, they're not clicking that video thinking, man, I can't wait to hear more about Professor Nez and who he is and what his wants are. No, no, no. I'm here for me. 
I want to learn how to make money online. So tell me, skip all the noise, skip all the garbage, skip all the self-promotion. It's not about you. It's about them. If you want to succeed, that's the key. That's the, that's the YouTube algorithm. And by the way, here's bonus. Here's a bonus. That's the algorithm on every platform. The algorithm on every platform is governed by the audience. Sooner you know that, the more successful you'll be. So what's your job, content creators? What's your job, business owners? What's your job, personal brands, thought leaders? Your job is to dive headlong first into the chest of your audience. Figure out everything you can about them. So when you go into creation mode, every video I do, every live stream I do has nothing to do. I know everything about the YouTube algorithm. I don't need to learn the YouTube algorithm, but I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it because I know this will be valuable to you. I know, I know all this stuff. I know everything Todd and Mr. Beast is going to say. I've been studying YouTube. I've been spending hundreds of thousands of hours in analytics, tens of thousands of hours in analytics. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be narcissistic and egotistical say I know everything, but I'm just saying like I, I knew everything they were going to say before they said it, okay? Because I've studied this my whole life practically. Um, every video, every piece of content I create has nothing to do with me. On all the channels I run has nothing to do with me. It's what I know and what I feel my audience, after doing due diligence, research, diving into the chest of who these people are, I know this is what's going to make them click, what's going to make them watch, and more importantly, what's going to create the most impact, period. What's going to create the most impact? Okay, who has a question? I saw Frank. Frank, are you still here? I'm going to bring your question up. If you have a question, now is the time. We've been live for an hour and 34 minutes Holy macadamia nut. Um, I'm ready to take your questions. So if you have any questions, type a giant Q like my man uh, Frank has done here. And ask your question. I'll take a few questions. And then I uh, uh, then we'll then we'll I got some other th a couple of things. Stick around because I got a couple of things I want to share with you. Um, Frank asks, and Frank is a client of mine who uh, hired me to help him with his channel. He's doing, by the way, Frank, I'm very proud of you, brother. You're doing it, man. How many subscribers do you have now? You have over um, 3,000, 2,000, something like that, which is phenomenal, dude. Phenomenal. I think when you came to me, Frank, you had less than 300, I think. My channel shows over 3.9 thousand watch hours in the analytics lifetime section. But when I look at monetization, it only shows 2,574. What am I missing? My channel shows over 3.9 watch hours in the analytics lifetime section. But when I look at monetization, it only shows. So, so here's the thing. 2,156. I'm so proud of you. I am so proud of you. Yeah, so I think uh, Ebony answered it here. It's it has to be within a calendar year. So the the God, it's been so long since somebody asked me about how to get monetized. So it's four thousand watch hours, okay, and you have to have a thousand subscribers, but it has to be four thousand hours within a twelve month period. So your lifetime is almost there. 
but it has to be within 12 months. Dude, you're going to get there. You're going to get there, brother. Trust me. You have zero to worry about. And plus, AdSense in the beginning is very small. I know it feels great to be a part of the partner program, and you get all sorts of perks. And I remember I got into the partner program back in 2018. It was the uh, my wife and I had some wine. We had some champagne. It was a very exciting time being monetized. But um, I remember the day too. I remember the date. I remember the year. I remember everything. Um, but yeah, it has to be within a 12 month period. So you'll get there, dude. You're there. You have zero to worry about. And plus, if you've paid attention to our show, which by the way, if you've been getting value from this, if you've been getting great information from this, it would mean the world to me if you could just tap that thumbs up. It would really mean the world to me and share this out. Maybe somebody you know could use this information. Share this out. Tag them. It would really mean a lot to me. And also, our free Creator Economy newsletter. Sign up. Give us your best email. We never spam. We never share your email. That is not the Nez Nation way. I don't know what this means, but I did it. <laughs> Become an insider. What's better than becoming an insider? So you can learn how to make money in this beautiful creator economy. Holy macadamia nut. Gas is insane. The price of steak is insane. I go to the grocery store, it's triple what I used to pay. I go to Costco, and I literally leave depressed. It is absolutely, yes, shark, I love it, shark fin. Shark fin says, W-I-I-F-M, <laughs> the most popular radio station in the world. What's in it for me? That's it, man. If you figure that out, if you figure that out, you are all set, Okay. So make sure you become an insider. I'm telling you right now, you won't be disappointed. We don't bombard your email, by the way. I don't, I'm not one of those people. I just, I'm not. Ask anybody who's an insider and they will tell you, I very rarely, but when we do come out with new features, new videos, new information, news on all the latest ways you can monetize your experience, creativity, and skills in the greater economy, I'm your one-stop shop, y'all. There's nowhere else. There's nowhere else you need to go. Um, podcast listeners too, please make sure you hit that follow button on Spotify and Apple, write us a five-star review. I'd really appreciate it. And if you tag me on Twitter, um, with the screenshot that you did the review, I'm going to enter you into a huge prize giveaway. Tag me on Twitter. I'm professor Naz on Twitter. Shards of gaming has a question is restarting one's career. I'll take a few more questions. So now's the time y'all. If you have questions is restarting one's career dumb. Definitely not, especially the fact that everything is changing. COVID has disrupted everything. And Shards, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're like, what, 17? How old are you, Shards? <laughs> you're all babies to me because I'm almost 50, for crying out loud. So uh, Shards of Gaming, uh, it's definitely not. Um, you don't want to be miserable. And I've lived paycheck to paycheck. I used to do things just for the paycheck. As a matter of fact, 90% of people working jobs are only doing it because of the paycheck and maybe even just because of the benefits. One university that I absolutely despised, which will remain unnamed, 20 for the love of God, shards of gaming, restart your career. I restarted my career in 30, 40, 32, 25, 27. I restarted my career a billion times, bro. 
Are you kidding me, Shards? Absolutely. Absolutely restart your career. You have nothing. You don't have kids, right? You're not married. You have the luxury of choice, my friend. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. That's what I would do, Shards. That's what I would do. You're doing fantastic. Yeah. Gallo says, uh, restarted at 55, for the love of God. Um, what was I saying before that? Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. I lost my train of thought. Hopefully it'll come back to me. Um, I have a girlfriend. Okay, fantastic. That's great. Yeah, I mean, restart your career. There's, there's, there's no, uh, no downside to that, and there's total upside. Oh, one place I was gonna, uh, I was saying, I, I, there was one university that will remain nameless. It came back to me. Um, that is actually a popular university, but it was some of the most atrocious, some of the most um, soulless, mm, lifeless out-of-touch leaders in that business department I've ever seen in my entire life. And the meetings that we would have were as, as excruciating as being waterboarded uh, in a Turkish prison. It was just, it was, you know me, guys. You, you know how my, my threshold for, for uh, um, misinformation, my threshold for um, lack of, of effort, lack of innovation, lack of understanding where things are going. And, you know, that's why I get so upset about coconuts and yachts creators and advertisers are just selling you this dream that you don't have to work and you can make millions of dollars. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, I was just working there because the benefits they paid for the entire benefits of my family and, Every single day I was there was hell. Um, so I've been there. So restart. If you're miserable, it bleeds into every artery of your life. My relationship with my wife, my kids, they I was irritable. Uh, I would argue quicker. I was not fun to be around. Thank God. This was years ago, too. I'm, I'm, I'm a much more refined and happier dude now. Can't you tell? <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, restart your career. Misery is not worth the paycheck. Misery, there's no amount of money that's worth um, your inner um, your inner peace. There really isn't. And just your just your your feeling of wanting to go somewhere, you know, wanting to be a part of something. I loved my students at this university, but the the administration, the department heads, the it was just they were some of the worst individuals I've ever come across. Knew nothing about what was happening in the real world. We're teaching 100-year-old business philosophies and business concepts. It was just awful. They cared more about grammar. They cared more about grammar than they did of actually giving students something they can use in their real lives that can allow them to actually implement something, that can actually give their education some worth. They cared more about grammar, which now we have apps. Now we have tools that can do all the grammar for us. Thank God. Grammar is like this important in life. Your ability to make money, allow yourself to do something you love, grammar is this important. Literally that important. Oh, it just gets me. See, I'm getting boiled up just thinking about it. Okay, I'll take one or two more questions. If you don't have any more questions, I would highly, highly recommend... 
that you subscribe, hit that follow button, hit that thumbs up, check out our entire playlist on the creator economy. I've got a ton of videos, passive income, business ideas, best business ideas to start, um, how to make money online, how to really take advantage of all the natural organic reach with Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, how to get clients, how to start your consulting business. I've got an entire, this is all free, by the way, y'all. It's all free. I'm giving it away to you for free. Go check those out. And also, if you are, just in case you are, I've got a ton of free content. But, you know, just in case you are interested in going a little bit further, I do have my own online academy. It's called Beyond the Box academy.com. We've got multiple award-winning five-star courses taught by Mua. I mean, an actual professor. I'm not just some online dude. I'm an actual professor teaching you how to make money with your personal brand and with your content. I've got mindset classes. I've got personal branding classes. I've got, you know, uh, job search classes, all these amazing courses on how to take your career, your brand, and your business to the next level. So go check out beyondtheboxacademy.com. You will absolutely love it. I want to give a big shout out to everybody who is here. You know, a lot of you guys might not know this, but we do have a podcast. It's called the Creator Economy Podcast. Podcast listeners, I really, really want to give a big, huge shout out to you. Um, Go check us out on Spotify, on Apple. It's awesome. Listening all of these streams all of these end up on the podcast so you can listen and glean all the greatest information on how to monetize in the creator economy while you're walking your dog on your commute to work while you're at the gym whatever some people my wife likes to listen to podcasts while she's cleaning around the house we've got the best creator economy podcast over 120 reviews on apple so i mean check us out we got video podcasts on spotify so make sure you check us out. I'm trying, shards. I'm going to get there. There's no hurry. I'm patient. I'm going to get the play button. I'm going to get multiple play buttons, actually. So super, super pumped. So go check out the podcast. Hit that follow button. Hit that subscribe button. I love you guys. Last but not least, make sure you become an insider because that is your sure-proof way of always these algorithms change all the time this is your sure proof way of becoming notified whenever we go live whenever we do contests giveaways all the latest and greatest up-to-date state-of-the-art news and information helping you monetize your skills creativity and experience in the greater economy holy mackerel a two-hour show i love you all become an insider hit that follow button subscribe check out the playlists And we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.